0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering Season 3, Episode 6, titled Hounded. You're being hounded by something right now. I'm being hounded by my first serious sickness of the year. Oh, I hope I don't catch it. That's what I'm really about. I kind of hope you do. Honestly. (laughs) You would. would. It could be the zombie plague. I feel, I got that like eyes burning, throat sore Head full of crap, but I've got a mug of hot tea with lemon in it yeah. and honey, and I neti potted, and <laughs> I suit have fed it up, so we're going to see if we can get through this. All right. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to ask you what I tend to forget to ask you at the beginning of each episode. What do you think of it? Honestly? No. I want <laughs> I want to lie. I thought there was some really good stuff. I really surprisingly enjoyed uh yeah. Uh, Rick's losing his shit with the phone. Yeah. Uh, I liked the fact that we're getting Michonne and, and the prison group together. Um, but I thought there was some bullshit in this episode. It's bullshit? Yeah. A lot of it was just like when you really step back and, and think about it, it's like this, a lot of this didn't make sense hmm. to me. We have to point it out when we come to it because okay. I didn't see it, honestly. So, uh, what's, I, so I'm going to give it yeah. five out of ten. A mediocre, Just mediocre middle, episode. Middle of the road. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. All right. So you're not so far off. I'm not too far off. I thought it was mediocre, except for Rick did, uh, Rick, Andrew Lincoln did a phenomenal job this week. Yeah. I, I uh, pol- I'm mean, like, uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I'm in a bad mood. I didn't like this episode. I think I'm going <laughs> to earn the one star reviews <laughs> uh, on iTunes this week. Awesome. I'll we'll try to my, counteract him. Cracking my knuckles, getting ready. All right. Full. You, feel, you feel this, <laughs> you feel Somewhere the hairs are standing on the back of his neck. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the recap. Uh, it starts off with Merle and his crew of guys chasing down Michonne uh, when they come across her bitergram. Okay. which is spelling out go back, apparently. So stupid thing number one. Why... <laughs> why are they following her to kill her but why because that's what they do i don't know really i don't know i mean would they have uh like andrew uh, so so if anyone leaves after they arrive they hunt down and kill them to keep them from telling anybody else about their existence that's yeah that's what i assume all right that's sensible all right i've worked through that issue now let's talk about michonne if she thinks she's being tailed Uh first of all she's got a 24 hour head start on these fuckers. Okay. And they've established that they're setting off on foot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How in the hell did she know they were following them? And how did she know what direction they'd follow her? And if they were close enough that she deduced all that, mm-hmm. well, how, why would she stop and take the time to assemble a bitergram? I don't know the answer to any of those questions, <laughs> especially since I, thank God they brought the new guy because he's the only one with his head enough yeah. out his ass to get the word scramble. She left. Yep. Yep. Neil. Uh, what was his last name? Bob. just Ger- Ger- Bob. I don't know what his last name was. <laughs> uh, I, I'm assuming Michonne has been waiting a long time in that tree. And can we can we oh talk my about God. the tree? She jumps out of this tree. You mentioned you sh- can see there are no branches anywhere near the ground here. You mentioned it's a twenty foot fall. You mentioned that she was like predator in yeah. the last oh, episode. Oh yeah, full she predator is predator in this yeah. episode. She's, like she's jumping out of the tree line. <laughs> she's spilling guts on herself. She's running mass- out of a hail of bullets and getting in a little tiny nick. <laughs> yeah, like I'm surprised she wasn't bleeding neon green. Yeah, she just needed to scream really loudly. I think right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some fire in the background. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't I don't know. It was cool. I kind of liked seeing her go full Predator. I mean we're not there yet. It but. was cool. I and mean, I, I thought Merle's I thought Merle was great in this episode, honestly. Yeah. I mean if you're gonna be this overtop character, you should embrace it. Yeah, well let's talk about his motivational speech. I just love it, you know. To to like, Neil, that's, yeah. That's let, let's let's talk about that for a second. This is actually not just showing him being an asshole, this is showing a part of Daryl too. Because this is what, yeah. I, I'm certain this is what Merle was doing to Daryl when he was young. Certainly. Yes. Very um, good point. So so this, this is the kind of fire that Daryl is forged out of. Right. Uh, which you can definitely see why he's kind of a badass now. Because um, Merle's just like, get your shit together. Let's go do this. Update, I just spilled herbal tea in my keyboard. <laughs> oh, I, that can't Jesus. be good. With honey. Confused with honey. All right. Keep going. If you, keep if moving. Any sparks or bursts of static. It's all part of the show, folks. He's trying to be a comedian, too, because uh, that line show. where he says, I'm going to keep calling you Neil. was uh-huh. pretty good. I like that. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Rick's talking on the phone to someone who is someplace safe. And that's all they really say there. Yep. Uh, do you know who this is? Do Should we talk about who this is? Uh... I don't know. Would it be considered a spoiler? I don't know because it's already happened, but they didn't. They didn't mention who any of these people were. It's rarely available, though. On the, I mean. Yeah, I if you want to talk about it, go for it. So everyone that she talks to is a survivor from season one. Yeah. Right? No, no, is dead. Oh, was a survivor in season one. <laughs> yeah. Now dead. Okay. Yeah. Starting with Amy. Mm-hmm. Who is Andrea's sister? She's the one on the phone here, and and supposedly, not supposedly, I verified this. Uh, they got the original actors to come on to do these voiceovers. Oh, nice, That's kind of cool. Uh, so the first one is Amy. Then there's what uh, you I said thought, is Morgan. Well, is, or is it Jim? I know it's basically. Well, there, Jim is on the phone at one point, yeah. but there's another dude in there, and that's more that's Morgan. Okay, I couldn't. There's also five. Jackie. So we know that Morgan is dead now, right? I mean that pretty much verifies it. Is that mm-hmm. right? Or is this just Rick saying no, this... I feel guilty leaving him there? I think this is Rick's imagination concluding that someone couldn't have survived. But sure, no, yeah. I don't think you can I you can't figure anything about the real universe from yeah. Rick's fragile psyche. I don't <laughs> think you can do that. Definitely. Unless well, uh, the writers have forgotten that too. <laughs> and then And then the third voice is Jim, like you yeah. said. Uh, and then the final voice, obviously, Lori. we know yeah, that. Yeah, you missed Jack. Jackie's in there at some point, too. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Jackie. Uh, there's like, so there's five total phone calls. There's a lot of, there's a lot a lot of, of phone, phone calls. calls. Um, the spoilers here just totally ruined this for me because I knew we pretty much had a synopsis of the whole episode last right. week. And I'd read this is, uh, this is a plot line right out of the comics as well. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have that this week, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the episode next week with yeah. fresh eyes. Like I mentioned, um, like I mentioned last week when we considered this, it's like I'm very surprised because this is a very late in the, not late, but yeah. like into the fifties or sixties um, thing. It's late in the run in of the, the prison comics. section, right? It's pa- It's it's it would be a post prison. Oh wow, that's probably okay. a spoiler, even to say it's post. Maybe you should mark that. Maybe there is no post-prison. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like just by alluding to the fact that the yeah. prison is going to be done with. We've done that several times, though. Maybe that isn't a spoiler. Eventually, right. they will move on from the prison. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll leave it open. Unless they day. just keep fucking around and changing the show. I mean. They could. Yeah, never just It's going to be called the Little Prison on the Prairie. <laughs> yeah. It's going to open with uh, uh, Rick's daughter running through a field of... daisies fleeing a horde of zombies. (laughs) Yep. And Carl's going to be 45 years old. Oh, man. Uh, Speaking of 45, you have to be about that old to get that reference. Yeah, you do. Like, if you're under 30, you have no idea what the fuck Little House on the Prairie is. Do you? Yeah. Okay. It's it's, uh, Laura Ingalls. Yeah, and What's-His-Face played on the TV show. The angel guy. Highway to Heaven, man. Uh, I can't think of his name. Walton? Uh, Goggins? No, no. (laughs) All right, anyway, so I really like this scene because... This scene, to me, explains why he was so crazy last time. Because I didn't get it until I saw this part of the scene. Like, last episode, he he doesn't feel like he can lead this group anymore. Because he's, like, he's failed in the worst way possible, right? His wife is dead. Yeah. That was, like, one of the very few people that he absolutely wanted to protect. Right. And that's why he went so crazy, obviously. But then... This phone call snaps him out of it because he's got a new way out. He's like, "What is this phone call? Why is yeah. this phone ringing? Maybe there's an outside world to go to." So, so now he's back into kind of helping the group mode, and and kind of like what you said um, w- with us being spoiled and me reading the comic books. I just took it for granted that yes, clearly Rick is crazy. Yeah. And it's interesting that you know my girlfriend, who is not a comic fan and doesn't listen to the spoilers, uh, and is a pretty smart cookie, was debating like, is Rick crazy? Uh-huh. And I think yeah. after the Herschel scene, she decided that he probably was. Uh-huh. But they play it like, hey man, and and I don't think those voices are readily recognizable. So yeah, certainly. Um, I think I, I wonder how many of our listeners had the same thing, whether he's crazy or not. So, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I also really like I, I don't know, I just liked his acting here and his performance uh because I felt the desperation in in his words and his, yeah, his face. <laughs> but like this is his only way out. If that person hangs up on him, he may never get another opportunity. Right. And he slams the to help and he, and he in family. You're right. The first time that he gets hung up on, he goes almost into another rage, <laughs> yeah. full blown rage. Yeah. We have some in- really interesting takes okay. about his fugue state. And in his state last week that I almost wish had gotten to us, in, excuse me, in time. <laughs> I'm having okay an elaborate series of heart attacks <laughs> over <Apparently>. here. <laughs> My head cold has has, has produced uh, <laughs> some kind of aortal I mean, blockage. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So Rick goes back to uh, the group in the cell block, and he's trying to play it cool. He's just making sure everyone's okay. He says, I cleared out the other cell block. Right. Uh, just checking on Carl. Yeah. Well, not checking on Carl. He specifically doesn't even address his son here, not, who's still been through this horrible trauma. He just gives trauma. him the Lori shoulder squeeze, the shoulder <laughs> squeeze of doom. Yeah, and then Facial he back to the phone. Carl dies before the end of the mid-season. Oh, boy. <laughs> Has a baby cut out of him. Um, I did think there are some smart things here. Uh, Tom G., I believe it was, called it last week. It's like, they need to find a phone book, and you know, get a map and start systematically looking for stuff rather than just driving yeah. around. It's like, that's a really smart idea. I'm surprised it's taken them, uh, you know, all through the long Georgia cold winter to figure this out. And, you know, they're setting around to fixing the generator just, you know, in case. Mm-hmm. Smart idea. So Definitely. And then Rick slams his way out of that room. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we go back to Merlin Neal, who, uh, well... Actually we go back to Merle and he finds Neil. Uh he's unharmed, he's not Bob. dead. Unlike the dude who was decapitated. Yeah. Jeez. I actually thought Neil got stomach sh- I thought so cut too in, yeah. in the previous scene. Like the way they cut it, I thought Merle was the sole survivor. Yeah. Um apparently, apparently not. no. He didn't he didn't get cut at all. Uh but he finds Neil and he talks him into chasing after Michonne again. Right after they take her their own. Yeah. And I gotta say, the Foley guys. When Merle pig sticks that guy through the eye socket, and you hear that, like, skull! It's, uh, that's disgusting. They must have a lot of fun on the Foley studio at the show. Uh, all right, moving on. Andrew volunteers to take a watch on the wall. Did you catch that the kids were singing Ring Around the Rose—or, wait, were singing Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Moe, Catch a Biter by the Toe? <laughs> no. You didn't get that? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, nice. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, you got to wonder what the kids growing up in this world are going to be like. Right. I mean, it's going to be totally different right. than, than the current generation. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Merle to the side, I feel like that a lot of people that have the effect, because really the reason people fight, I mean, the the root cause of... All kinds of bigotry and and racism and and, and cultural strife is our ingrained uh, response to the other. You know, we want to associate people that are like us and we want to demonize people that are not like us for Hmm. whatever survival reason that that gives us. And in a situation where, you know, you suddenly have a ton of common with the people that are still living and breathing and you're against the shambling dead trying to kill you. I bet that uh, it leads to all kinds of, you know, new forms of integration and melting pot, honestly. Oh, yeah. You know. And just like, growing up in a world where zombies reign. Right. It's like Rick said, there's just there's, there's just light meat and dark meat now. And that's all there is. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, Rick, gets another phone call. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's something else. All right. Uh, People asked if there was any um, – I got a piece of feedback. Is there any significance to the five on Andrea's chest? The five? What? Is this kind of show? Well, that's the thing. I didn't even notice it. It took me the second time, but she's got this five on her chest that's, I swear to God, like one of those colorblind tests. Like the eye doctor shows you, and it's assembled from – You know, there's a number buried in a bunch of multicolored – What do you mean it's on her chest? Is it like embroidered into her shirt? Yes. Is it – Yes, day. but it's super. I mean, on our shitty standard deaf feed, it's almost indiscernible. You don't think it's just these people have like a ragtag assembling of clothing? Yeah, and she just took the number five. She called dibs on five. <laughs> yeah. All right. Probably or she I, has five episodes to live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what somebody said. I just don't think it's that kind of show. This is <laughs> not no, no. Breaking Bad. <laughs> no. So. Definitely not. Yeah. This is not lost. Uh, Rick gets another phone call. This time it's from a dude who asks him how many people he's killed. When he asks how Rick's wife died, Rick says he doesn't want to talk about it, so the guy hangs up. And then he really loses his shit. He's like a wild animal in the scene. Um, I wrote down, too, that at this point my girlfriend's leading theory was that she thought there were people from Woodbury calling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good theory if you don't know that he's totally psycho. Right, but I think it's almost like she's thought that they were fucking with them, or maybe there was a, um, somehow, a resistance to the underground governor resistance movement. Oh, yeah. Which would be an interesting plot line as well, but nope, he's just crazy. Yep, psycho. So moving on, Andrea's holding down the wall. With Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, that's except a really terrible shot. (laughs) She's like, the opposite of Katniss, the anti-Katniss. Yeah. Uh, She's holding down the wall. Walker's come up. She jumps off the wall stabs it in the head she's, and she loves it yeah she's holding so so katniss is holding down the wall in the sense that her sitting on it is keeping it from flying into space because she's a <laughs> terrible shot yeah she's, she's like horrible. yeah my daddy has got this cadillac bow i killed him for it and i was gonna say I totally i totally tried out for the but she comes she comes across like that pathological liar you find at the bar that everything you've done, they've done it twice as good and and three times cooler. Yeah, yeah. and you start telling, you know, it's like uh, you had an impact of wisdom tooth; they had eight. You know, it's like <laughs> just stupid. except if they're smart about it, they don't lie about things that can easily come into play during the course of Here's the conversation. Here's a fact: she glanced somehow glanced a bow uh, an arrow off the side of a rotten zombie skull. Mm-hmm. Then her second shot. The walker actually dodged. <laughs> did it? Keep yeah. Like like. Uh, put that in your mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A zombie dodged her arrow shot. That's pretty terrible. I would. I would. I would posit that Andrea did have. to. It was a must situation. She couldn't let that one more second no, of this I, idiocy pass. I think Andrea could have taken the bow out of her hand and taken a better shot <laughs> and killed it. Yeah, I don't know. No. It's so it also troubles me that people describe themselves as killing their family, like that's what they did. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Like like this girl says, I killed my my dad for it, and I'm like, whoa, they're they're peeling the crazy off of Woodbury pretty quick. <laughs> Which maybe, but then Andrea's yeah, like, oh yeah, I, meant. I totally killed my sister too, and I'm like, no, yeah. you guys didn't. Yeah, you like, killed would, zombies. Is killed that the walkers. way you would describe it? Is that I mean, no, certainly not. I wouldn't. I'd say like I had to put. They i turned I put and in, I had to take him out. Maybe say you put him down. Yeah, yeah, but I murdered. I, murd- I murdered my father for this sweet ass beau. Yeah, yeah, I murdered my sister. She was totally annoying trying to eat my face. Come on. <laughs> I'm with you, man. That's not an accurate way to describe it. This, the this, this scene, uh, and the way it played out with the governor kind of like rubbing her nose in it, and then two scenes later they're humping. Just yeah, yeah. didn't sit well with me. Didn't like it. No, no. All right, fair enough. And then the and then the shitty bow girl getting her shit all out of joint at Andrea for stepping up and doing something that she couldn't do. Yeah, I felt like that was his naked jealousy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she was just like, well, I'm not good enough to kill that Walker, so I don't want you to be either. Also, why I'm ranting, girls, don't tuck your fucking ears into a ball cap. That looks so retarded. <laughs> Who had their ears tucked? Shitty bow girl. <laughs> <laughs> Plus tons of girls that go to baseball. It's like they Why? They, I don't know why. I guess cause the hat's slightly too big for your head. Get a and smaller they, hat. And if they and if you're afraid if you tuck it behind your ears, it's gonna make your ears stick out a little bit. That's so just, instead what you just hats look like do? you look like you have your ears surgically pinned back. <laughs> that's weird. I've never tucked my ears into a hat. This is irritable shitty Aaron, so <laughs> just it ain't getting any better. You should be glad he's not drinking scotch Yeah, just tea. I'm on herbal tea and that's yeah. it. Ooh. Although that does sound good. Maybe when we take a break for the uh the feedback section, I'll yeah, put up. some bourbon in that tea and the uh, awesome get what's coming today. Uh speaking of bourbon in your tea, Herschel <laughs> attempts to talk to Rick about his wife, and Rick tells him about the phone calls that have been happening. Uh I really like this scene. I, I have too. always really respected the way that Herschel and Rick interact with each other. Yeah. It's very it's very man-like. Yeah. I mean, they're very upfront and honest, and they they get each other, you know? And they have a good way of talking each other's crazy down. And yeah. And they take turns. Like, you know, Herschel was, was crazy about guns. And oh, crazy he's about He's crazy booze. about keeping zombies in the barn. And, you know, Rick had to talk him down off a ledge going to that bar and getting him. Yep. And Yeah. Like, now Herschel's returning the favor. They have a very committed bromance going. <laughs> Definitely. And I also love how when Rick's like, I got a phone call, Herschel's like, what? I'm going to pick up this phone what? <laughs> if there's not a call. What? It's kind of the same way people treated uh, Rick when he said, I, I also saw a helicopter. Yeah. I just heard, yeah, what? Helicopter? You're fucking crazy, dude. So the only thing I can think of is if I was a person that wasn't up on spoilers, a comic, I might have been like, well, that's true. People doubted him about the helicopter, too. Yeah. But then Merle or Herschel picked it up and like, there's no dial tone here. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now do yeah, you that's, think, that's clue number one, right? That he's totally crazy. Do you think that deep down? And I, I thought this as I was watching the scene. Do you think that deep down the Rick knows he's crazy too, that he just doesn't want the fantasy to end? I think Rick knows that he's got to deal with this one way or another. But I don't think he knows that these phone calls are his way of starting to deal with it. So, because I got the opinion that maybe he knows deep down that this is this is really is crazy. Hmm. But then I got also a compelling email that this is like fits all the descriptions of a, an honest to god psychic psychotic break. Yeah, yeah. Which I makes me that. feel stupid for criticizing his actions last week. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some smart listener will write in with some anthropological studies of leaving <laughs> body part based messages in people's <laughs> sort of fleeing stressful situations. And I'll feel done by criticizing that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Michonne attacks Merle and Neil once again. Uh, this time the biter's joined the party. Hell yeah, you know, they're all up in the mix. Got a cut to the <laughs> ribs, a kick to the balls and walkers all around. Merle takes a vicious blast to the head from Michonne, doesn't he? He takes a vicious blast to his Johnson. <laughs> I forgot about that. He got <laughs> he got kicked directly in the stomped in the balls, man. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. He just takes it. And also love like Keeps going. very accurately portrayed like it's similar to a bomb blast like whoo- yeah. We got the full-on, you know, another uh, Nucky homage. <laughs> uh, but then he fights off the the walkers just barely. Just barely able to. And I mean, it's And Bob, Bob did re- Rise to the Occasion. <laughs> and... Julio, Yeah, whatever. And, uh... And, uh... Man, I think this... I've seen a lot of shit in this, this show. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> the gutting of that zombie was is right up there. Oh my god, the guts! Just the way it slowly kind of splutched out, mm-hmm. and just all over. Her. Oh up yeah. on her face, everything. It's it's kind of like very dead, similar to like dead alive. Something that you know, a Peter Jackson would come oh, yeah. up with. It's like a fountain of blood coming out of this. <laughs> now belly. I just want to cover this person. In yeah, guts. right. Uh, more guts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get what I'm looking for in this take. More guts. Yeah. More we guts. Need, if we need a fatter zombie, we can do it. Yep. He, he came in guts. there and said he's has got one fever. You need zombie blood. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. That was definitely... Although, I don't know if I can award that zombie kill of the week. Why? Because it wasn't a kill. Oh. It just zombie sprayed the guts week? all over. But what would you? There's not that many zombies got killed this season. Yeah, this. maybe Merle with the knife hand through the face again, but it's already been done. Yeah. Yeah. He shot his one-handed zombie know. kill wad pretty early yeah. on the season. Definitely. I don't know. We'll keep going and see if we can come up with another one. All right. I didn't think about that. Uh, Daryl and Oscar and Carl are clearing more of the prison, and Carl and Daryl swap stories about their dead mothers. Daryl talks about how his mother burnt up in a fire at their house, uh, and Carl trumps him, one-ups him. Bastard, little bastard. Uh, with the story about killing his mother yeah it's like well i shot my mom It was yeah. like cool story bro but i shot my mom <laughs> i ended it it was real yeah uh it was real although i gotta say daryl outfathers rick yet again yeah with his nod no i mean just the the whole like taking him aside and telling him this story and then yeah. you know yeah uh carl honestly had a good point but then daryl's like you know I'm, I'm sorry you know sorry about Exchange sorrow no. about each other's mother mm. and then, you know, give him the clap on the shoulder from the bad resident badass of the group. Yeah, it seems like Carl's going to I have wish Daryl could give dads. me a clap on the shoulder right now. That would make – that would carry me through the rest of his cast. Yeah, I don't think he likes herbal tea. I'm sorry. <laughs> He'd put a scotch in your hand and then clap you on the Good. back. Good. <laughs> I would appreciate that too. <laughs> Cook me up some possum while you're at it. Uh, I think Carl's going to have a lot of dads in this group. <laughs> I think Daryl's going to be a dad – uh, Rick is eventually probably going to be a dad again. Takes a village of dads. Yeah. Herschel's probably going to be a dad. We get a lot of dads. That would be in this cool. Group. That would be cool if everybody kind of steps forward and you had like a full on full house situation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who's Uncle Jesse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say it's Glenn. Glenn's got the coolest hair of all of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uncle Joey? I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> Joey's the Bullwinkle Moose guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's totally Herschel. Herschel? Okay. Yeah. I always thought Fair Uncle enough. Joey had a secret drinking problem, too. <laughs> he probably does. A little bit. A little bit. I would if I were him. Uh, <laughs> the governor tells Andrea she's off of wall duty because of her, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Not insubordination, just... Failure to obey the uh, the the law of not jumping off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrea Apparently confesses... Apparently you can waste... Uh, multiple arrows just yeah, pissing not, a problem. Up. yeah n- not a problem at all well i imagine they can go out and get those arrows again not if you, you it requires jumping off the wall and that's verboten <laughs> fair enough i just felt like it's a wesley crusher situation you know like mm-hmm. he, he tripped and fell into a, a garden and now he's suddenly being executed well we talked about that when we first encountered woodbury we felt that violence yes. in the place and so you gotta wonder yeah what's under there when the governor's under there well, and, this, and then she's like, okay, I start to walk around. Oh, yeah, I like the fights. Yeah. This is horseshit. She loves the fights, man. Is she really sincere? Or is she trying to ingratiate herself to the governor here? I couldn't tell both I by. I think she's sincere because in that scene where she stabs a zombie in the head, she's like, ooh, I like that. She was eager but to That kill. wasn't fake bullshit. I just I don't. What are you th- talking about? I'm saying that like she really. So jumped she doesn't down like and that it was a fake? zombie. No, she- no. I'm saying that like yes, I could see that's good, but that doesn't translate. Her and the governor's legitimate bonding over how badass they both are and how awesome it is to run around like warlords killing people. Yeah, yeah. Is one thing okay, but her saying I liked the fights, like she didn't look like she liked the fights. No, she didn't. Do you think I just the don't think she knew what to make of it. There was like six more hours of fights, and by the end, she was, <laughs> she was just cheering. like... She had her shirt her off. Her face painted. Yeah, face painted, screaming, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Merle, Merle. I don't Maybe. know. Oh, I, I just felt like that was a whiplash change of character for nah, her. No, see, I bought it. I thought when she was at the fight, she didn't know what to make of it. She was totally shocked by it. Like, what is going on here? And then when she got down to it, she's like, okay, we're warriors. Because she she's a bit of a warrior. Yeah. Whether she's being, I don't know, or taken out s- of that role or not, it right. looks like she might move back into it. I just felt like in context, I wish there was, maybe there just wasn't time, a scene to breathe between her turning on her heel and being like, mm, you know, yeah. I, actually, I really like the fights, Governor. And I just, I, like I said, it just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, well, she also... Does admit here to liking the Governor, having the Governor grow on her, so I don't know maybe she is just doing this all for the Governor's sake. I don't know she doesn't really like it. she just likes the Governor, yeah, I you know, like I said, I don't have a problem with Andrea. There's a lot of God knows we've got a lot of feedback of people having a big problem with her getting it on eh, with the Governor. No problem, I't have a problem with that. no, I don't have a problem with that, and I'm pretty sure if like the roles were reversed, we would not get the feedback we're getting on that it w- reversed in what way like if if we had a rugged male survivor uh-huh. that came upon a you know a a stern taciturn f- female governor who we as the audience saw was kind of crazy but the man did and mm-hmm. he got with her i don't feel like people would have a problem with that gotcha it'd probably be like yeah wait to way to bed the smoking hot crazy chick you know <laughs> but not Andrea yeah. is like can't can't. Unless you she sounded how, like Liam Neeson, and then I couldn't take pro- it. And, <laughs> plus, do you realize the last time she got some, it was some sweaty humping in a Hyundai with big-eared chain? Yeah, that's right. Now you get this smooth, quasi-Scottish Jedi master coming at you. True. That's per- literally protecting all these people and keeping it all together. Good point. Who can falter? Yeah. Uh, moving on, Merle shoots Neil in the head. I'm getting hot just thinking <laughs> when, about it. When he refuses to lie to the governor about killing Michonne. Uh, <laughs> Neil's not going to go along with it, so Merle takes him out. Yeah. Uh, Merle's not the good guy that everyone seems to be hoping he's turned into. You know, that's the thing. It's like, pretty obvious. He had roped me in. I thought maybe. Really? Yeah, I thought maybe he'd been... Rehabilitated a little bit. Well, this episode... Rehabilitated, definitely. I mean. He was never habilitated. he no. He got rehabilitated, and now it's like, you really realize that he's... Although, is Merle so much a rebel who doesn't give a shit for anybody and for himself, or is this the consequence of the governor ruling like a crazy madman? Because that's like the evil overlord's ultimate demise. Like, if mm. you... If you if you wantonly kill people, you know, for the slightest transaction transactions, try slightest um, infractions. Mm-hmm. Why would your orderlings give you bad news, even bad news you need to hear? It's a good point. So good point. I can't tell if this is more Merle being you know only in it for himself. Um, Well, I think Merle is clawing his way up the ranks of this place. I've gotten that vibe. He's already top banana everybody but Poindexter, right? Eh, got. now if the other guys are dead, probably so, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But he was clearly that group's leader, too. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, So my feeling is he really just wants to look good in the governor's eyes. All right. And impress the governor. So maybe that's why he doesn't tell him the truth here. So... What if, what if? I don't know. Uh, so Michelle learns that the walkers won't attack someone who smells like them. What she which she should have known already known because she's been using seasons. that as camouflage, real live walkers for camouflage. For, yeah, she probably should have known that. Yeah. But who knows if they smell bad on the inside? <laughs> what? What? Huh? I know it's a Tauntaun she, reference, but I, she oh, may not have known if the guts I would do it or see. if the presence of live walkers did it. Right, right, right. Okay, I gotcha. Gotcha. And here's uh, her predator moment when she does the camouflage thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to she Rick. rolls around in mud real quick. and Yep. Uh, we go back to Rick, who gets another phone call. This time it's someone who knows his name. Oh, yeah. my God. When he calls this person on it, the person hangs up. Sketchy. Uh, Pretty her, sketchy, Jim. Very sketchy. Pretty sketchy. Yeah, this is where the chains – or, sorry, the – Wheels start to come off the, the horse here. Now do chains come off the horse. <laughs> uh, because now you're starting to think, okay, this guy's a lunatic, right? There was no dial tone when Herschel picked it up. Why would chains be on a now horse anyway? Now people know his name. <laughs> they wouldn't be. That's why I stopped saying it. Well, wheels like... aren't on a horse either. Well, I meant the cart. The chains? <laughs> the wheels come off why the Why would cart? chains be on a cart? <laughs> they would do you chain a horse to a cart? I mean, I don't know a lot about that. No, kind of I was thinking. Stuff. I was thinking off the chain, and that kind of oh, distract me you. from what I was actually I trying you. to say. All right, okay. It's the scotch. I blame it. All right. Uh, That's the so, thing. You sound like way dumber this week because I'm sober and you're not. Oh, yeah. We can never let this happen again. No. All right. Definitely not. Next Moving week, on. I'm sober and you're The, the even out? The even, the even yes. it out? Yeah. You need to save that for when I chug the southern comfort if Poindexter <laughs> oh, survives. That's right. So. Come on, Poindexter. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to say about that or should we move on? Uh, move on. All right. So Maggie and Glenn are out foraging for baby formula once again. Canoodling, dude. Uh, yeah. Not smart. What Didn't they already have that experience in the pharmacy where Maggie damn near got bitten by walker? It wasn't because she kissed a dude, though, was it? I they thought. were just—they were not paying attention because they were canoodling. I don't know. I feel like you got you to gotta canoodle where you can in this world. I think the guard tower is much more secure for that type of stuff. No, no. But Daryl's on to him there. He's probably got cameras installed and shit. Oh, Probably. Probably TMZ level stuff. <laughs> uh, Look who's canoodling in the guard tower. <laughs> he's broadcasting it to no one. Yeah. Just whoever's watching. Uh, suddenly Merle shows up, kidnaps Maggie and forces Glenn to drive him somewhere. I can only assume he's going back to the prison. Wow. You uh, like, or, smashed I'm sorry, a bunch not the scenes. To scenes together. You missed the duck, the duck. Yeah. They, they apparently got toy ducks. That was during this scene. I know She's like, grab the duck. But no, there's there's quite a bit that happens before Oh. All right. Well, wait. Well Michonne's a watching and she does nothing. There. We've talked about the entire scene. There you go. Now go for it. Now it's the governor is is talking to Andrea on his rooftop garden, it looks like. I thought that was Nope. I thought that was later. That's what you do, getting rely on IMDB. What IMDB is screwing me here. And because... he's talking about just something he had to be proud of, which we all know is his twelve inch pecker. <laughs> Okay. Takes it out every night and admires it. Says, mm. he's a star. He's a star. He's a bright, shining star. The, the tea is natural male enhancement. <laughs> 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 ah! Oh, God, my throat. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, her herbal tea's doing it, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So I, I like how. The, okay, now here's the burning question He asked her, how long has it been? Uh-huh. And then when she kind of like bulges her eyes out at him, he's like since you had whiskey this good. Uh uh He was da, da, totally uh, uh, talking about Absolutely. Bonin. Oh, totally. And he hit it with did, the whiskey talk. Did you see how talk. how the flabbergasted he was when he realized what he had said? Right. He's like, oh, da, "Uh yeah. Whiskey I meant. He holds his liquor about as well as you apparently. Just <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um I did I actually thought this was a pretty good scene, you know, of him Okay explaining some of the weird stuff about the town in a way that Andrea would relate to. You know, he's seen enough yeah, of yeah. her now to know that what her, uh, I won't say weakness is, but, but... Proclivities. Yeah, her proclivities. She likes to, to tussle with the zombies as, as much as anybody. Definitely. And she also, I mean, deducing that she's been out in the wild for eight months, she has to. Yeah. It can't be all of the Michonne show. Definitely not. She's not just going to drag Andrea around. And Although it he, seems like she kind of did at the end, and he's also flattering her, you know, like you know, uh-huh. it's like you and I are the same people. Um, and then she has like this th- th- little corny on the uh, wordplay at the end, though, where she's like, you know, just you know, death is just something that happens. She's like, other oh, stuff happens too. Yeah, what are we twelve? As her jeans just fly off. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I put on my notes, get ready for some intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a coming. But first, Daryl finds Carol's knife stuck in the cheek of a dead walker. Yeah, that's not exactly the right order, but I'll roll with it. That's the order the IMDb had. Oh, there's fucked, man. So, the next scene is they go back to Glenn and Maggie. They talk about hitting the formula jackpot. They found Yeah, we out. talked about all this. No, we didn't. Really? <laughs> well, I read it. What about the cocktail wieners? Did you read that? I want to know how wieners. long cocktail wieners last. Long time. Really? I don't know. I thought those things are, like, frozen. Uh, I can think you they get can, can canned, You can get canned wieners? Oh, I assume so. You can get everything canned. That's not true. Just about. You get canned fish, for yeah, Christ's that's sake. that's true. Canned meat. Yeah. All right, so canned I guess... Canned chicken? So I guess you can can... <laughs> cocktail wieners sure one fine why i hope not? they're packed in swedish meatball sauce probably are um anyway what happens so here here merle jumps out finally yes yeah pretends to be the good guy glenn should have known better and shot him in his face but uh apparently he's still dumb and <laughs> merle takes him hostage or merle takes maggie hostage and forces him to drive uh back to woodbury yeah, this is another scene that's horseshit. I feel like the Glenn, should, Glenn and Maggie should be better than this. Yeah. You let this idiot... And they were know, better than this at the beginning of the season. Uh, I just feel like, show regress a little bit, Glenn knows Merle and what yeah. a crazy, loose cannon he is. And he lets him back him down and then is is, is, is thrown by him throwing a rag with his bayonet arm Uh i mean he should have been dead glenn needs to realize that when you tell someone when you give someone a warning it has to lead to something if they don't follow it Mm -hmm. like when he tells him don't come any closer you got to be prepared to back that up right yeah why doesn't he just shoot him in the leg or something i don't know and i just so the other thing was when and i always wonder this so Merle's got Maggie hostage. Mm-hmm. Glenn's like six foot away. Yeah. So you're not you don't have a lot of firearm proficiency. No. But you could make that shot, right? Probably. You could so. shoot Merle right in the head from six feet away. Yeah. Given as if much been, time as Glenn has, If you have been sure. practicing with guns for almost a year? Oh yeah. You would definitely be able. So why doesn't why doesn't anyone? Just shoot the person in that situation. One of our listeners says, well, "Do you have to worry about the reflex action, like you know, M- yeah, Merle yeah. squeezing the trigger?" But I believe the gun that he had was a revolver. Okay, I, I don't know. And the trigger pull on that is pretty heavy. Like I don't think you're just going to, tw- you know, hmm. most p- triggers require more than like a pound of pressure. Yeah, the revolver you've got takes a lot of pressure. Y- y- yeah, unless you're you firing have to, a mean to pull that. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, as long as you pull the hammer back. But I just feel like that, that I don't know, I, I don't know that that actually happens. If someone, like, his finger would spasm, if that would shoot the gun. But maybe that's a concern. I don't know. Uh, I just know letting yourself be sure. taken hostage by Merle is probably not an option. It's not a good one. It apparently is an option. Because no. that's the one Glenn took. Yeah. But so, it's not a good one. It's—it's no, it's, Yeah. Not an option you want to take. Uh, can we talk about Daryl finding the knife? Sure. All right. Um, so Although you're going to miss the sparkling <laughs> uh, 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 action of Oscar finding slippers. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I mean, that's 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 gold. Okay, let's talk about that. What do you want to talk about when it comes to Oscar finding the slippers? I I don't know. All right, moving Someone on. To, oh hell no for me. Oh really? You know. Sure, sure. Just, well, he is the new T Dog, right? Well, mean, but that's the, it's. I don't know. I mean can't you can't you have the 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 dumbass fucking hill jack white dude do that? I like, get yes. all excited over slippers. Maybe I don't know. I just felt like it's if that's the only are these the only lines are going to give this guy? It might be those might be his last words. I don't know. It I don't know. Maybe that says something more about me than the writers. But I just felt like that's. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just being super critical of this episode. All right. Fuck this episode. Uh, no. I'm taking my no. headphones off. I'm walking downstairs. I'm getting more tea. I don't see any reason. More natural male enhancement. To do that whatsoever. Okay. Uh, so now Daryl finds the knife stuck in the cheek of the dead walker. Uh, <laughs> he apparently knows that it's Carol's because he's like, oh, this is Carol's knife. He knows knives like the back of his hands. I guess so. Does everybody have like a signature knife that they use because he didn't? Doesn't he know Carl's knife as well? You know, I bet you would get pretty familiar with everybody's yeah, preferred weapon. Probably. In this in this particular world. Fair enough. Uh, then we move on to Rick when his uh, final phone call comes in. Uh, this time it's from Lori. And she tells him to take care of Carl and the baby. And then she reminds him of his promise never to have sex again. Uh, I just added that part. <laughs> obviously. Have you been keeping your promise? <laughs> Uh, what do you think of this scene? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. We get some more, uh, fine acting from Andrew Lincoln. And I, I felt Although, like, um, yeah. but did you, did you, did it sound like there was some walkers being mixed in to yes. the background when she was talking on the phone? Yes. And I don't get that. What do you make I of don't it? know what that's supposed to mean either. Okay. Um, Except for maybe that is the start of the realization that Rick is, is – it's crazy and his mind is supplying the sound of the zombies attacking, you know, as, yeah, as a little maybe. bit of background. But, I mean, is the I assumed was a deliberate that there, choice. Yeah, I assumed that there were zombies right behind him waiting to were, bite him, right. but then there wasn't. Right. So, and I, I thought that this was a very good, succinct um, explanation for what he was feeling, that, you know, yeah. I did love you, but I put that – I kind of compartmentalized that. Mm-hmm. Because I had to do all these tough things, and I just thought that you know if I just keep you alive, we'll find the place, and I can I'll have all the time that yeah, I need to fix it. And I just didn't know that there wouldn't be time, and I wouldn't be able to keep you alive. Yeah. So now he did also mention I couldn't open that door. I couldn't risk that. Is he talking about the door to his heart? I'm assuming is fig, the figurative <laughs> sure. heart door he had. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I don't remember he, any physical doors that he couldn't open he says also it's like i thought there'd be time and it was very prominent that he was wearing his wristwatch in the scene oh yeah so i'm asking you Mm -hmm. let me ask you something would you wear a watch in a zombie apocalypse no definitely not it's just another thing they can grab you by and Mm. what's the point well it's like kind of like you know why do you build a clock in minecraft (laughs) well why do you do anything in minecraft for one (laughs) good question but like you sometimes you can't look outside and you want to know if it's night and yeah and yeah. like if you're in the middle of a prison and That's you've been true. clearing zombies out all day it's like what the fuck time is do we have enough time to drag these guys out is it dark now is that you know i think being able to look at your watch is kind of nice it feels like in the zombie apocalypse times time becomes almost irrelevant and it's more about energy like not do i have the time but do i have the energy to do this well i feel like that going out at night is more dangerous. Uh, Certainly. Because the zombies don't have problems seeing you and smelling you, but you have problems seeing them. Everything – your senses don't work at night, so I feel like that's the only thing that's valuable. Yeah, you're right about that. (laughs) But it's pretty easy to tell when it's night or day. Although if you needed to, like, regroup somewhere at a certain time, uh, watches could come in handy. Sure. And also Uh, I was thinking, like, you know how, like, if you have a sleepless night, sometimes you just got to look at the clock. To help, the th- you know, mark the time. Maybe mm. it's that kind yeah. of thing, too. Fair enough. Uh, we move on to Andrea and the governor in the governor's apartment making sweet, sweet love uh-huh. when Merle interrupts him to tell, tell him that Michonne's dead and that he captured Glenn and Maggie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. So I think the governor is going to find out that Merle lied to him. He's mm. got to. Uh, At some point. Yes. Otherwise, Michonne, what is the point of this? Michonne is not going anywhere. Yeah. And especially, he told a heaping big lie. Not like mm-hmm. we left her for dead in the middle of the zombie, but he actually said, hey, one of my dudes had her head and the other had the sword and then zombies. Oh, what are you going to do, governor? Yeah. So he's he's going to be, you know, pants on fire dangling from an electric fire or yeah. wire. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think there's going to be hell to pay when the governor finds out about it. Right. Because I don't think he'll take that very lightly, being lied to. Oh, hell no. Uh, so do you like this uh, sweet sex scene between the governor and Andrea? Um, I don't know whether it's standard deaf or not, but I didn't I didn't think it was too exciting. It nah. like, it's like, no, it well, we saw a little bit of Andrea's leg and a little bit of her back and, yep. you know. Uh, and the governor's ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, it's a standard softest of softcore yeah. You know, not skin and Max. It's TV sex. Yeah, it's TV sex, not skin and Max sex, yeah. not HBO sex. It's nope. just cable sex. It's it's basic cable sex. <laughs> yeah. side A little bit of side boob. Yep, yep. A little bit of side ass, and that's all. It's the best you're going to get. Uh, Rick comes back to the group in the cell block and snatches his baby from Herschel's uh, clutches and gives it a hug, finally. Yeah. Uh, it looks very awkward holding it. Dude, I'm like... (laughs) We were talking about that. first of all, I was like, man, everyone's taking turns showing up Rick as father because, like, (laughs) Herschel's just sitting there and the baby's like, yeah, rocking. Uh, And then Rick looks it up and he picks it up and I swear to God, I thought he was going to do, like, the full Lion (laughs) King. Hold it up to the sun? Yeah, like, like, I'm not sure you should (laughs) hold the baby that way. (laughs) I'm just... Concerned what he's going to do when he asks what its name is, and then Daryl has to say "little baby ass kicker," and then at the end he just crushes that baby to his chest. It's Like, man, oh, I good. I think he'd be more careful with a a, a dozen eggs than a newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't done this in a while. It's been, what, 12 years? Uh, Tom G. noted uh, our first close-up of the baby, and those are definitely Shane's ears. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't think to look. I didn't notice the the giant ears on the baby, honestly. You noticed the hair, though. Plenty of oh, hair. Oh, yeah. Lots of hair. I guess newborns can have hair. They right? sometimes do, and a lot of times it, yeah. it wears off. <laughs> it wears off. <laughs> no, seriously. From all the rubbing. <laughs> no, like it'll fall out and then grow back in later. I, yeah, I know. All right. Uh, Daryl finds Carol in one of the rooms in the... The quarter there. Yeah, he's he's and, processing his, his grief by just ruining the shit out of Carol's knife. Yeah. Totally blunting the end of it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know why you'd do that. Yeah, just shove it as hard as you can into walls and, and <laughs> he's you, having another psychotic break. Apparently you can explain everything in the show by just saying he's having a psychotic break. Sure. Uh you'd think a badass like Daryl would know better though. Shame you know what? On, That's going to be you, my Darryl. new favorite joke. I'm going to start saying anything <laughs> unexplained happened was due to a psychotic break. Well, it was a fugue state in Breaking right. Bad, but so like, you know, now get, we've got the psychotic break. People get mad at the governor for having a – no, it's a psychotic break. Yeah. you do it, too. <laughs> in that situation, you'd have an aquarium full of heads as well. Definitely. Psychotic break. Uh, and finally, Rick finds Michonne spying uh, on them outside the prison gates. Yeah. Not really spying on them. She comes up and – is acting like a zombie. You kind of, I guess oh. you have to kind of act like a zombie, otherwise they'll know. And people wondered, like, what, how the hell did Rick pick her out? And I'm like, she was carrying a giant fucking shopping cart basket. And she wasn't going Zombies Wah. don't do, yeah, zombies don't do that. No. And she wasn't clutching at the fence or anything. She was looking right at Her clothes were in color, they weren't the uh, standard issue gray zombie rags. Her skin wasn't rotting off of her bones. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. No, I think that you would pick the bright red basket from a good ways off oh yeah that would be easily like like you can't underestimate how used you get to walkers shambling around and you huh. see one of them doing weird stuff that would that would like stick out yeah you know it'd be like if you had a pack of dogs and you get used to having a hundred dogs and one of them showed have painted red your eye would be drawn <laughs> to that dog yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a sea of dogs out there and it's from a distance but that one's red now yeah i think you notice probably and that's it that's the end of the episode uh, Cyan from Facebook wondered how the hell did Michonne find a prison? Uh, good question. I assumed that she tracked Glenn and Maggie's stuff, like their trail back to the prison. See, I feel like that. You know, my theory is Rick and his group has seen this prison a bunch as he's wandering around the area. Uh-huh. I feel like Andrea and Michonne probably saw the 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 prison over run with walkers, and at some point, and when she overheard them say. About the prison that got her wheels running about, oh, I know where there's a prison around here. And, and she went off in that direction. Hmm. Could be. Although maybe she followed the tracks, too. I don't know. No. People can unhumanly track other people <laughs> in the show. Yeah. like I don't know that it's really possible. Like, Michonne, like, if she's got a full day's travel ahead of you, can four guys really track a lone black ninja woman through a deciduous forest? I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea how well tracking works. Yeah. I know that it can work, like, like but if, it's got to be relatively fresh, right? Yeah, and, and you know, like I can see how you could track deer and things like that, yeah. if there, especially if there's a blood trail. But if you're just trying, and you know the general direction that they left in, but I know we have some. Uh, we do have some like, feedback on that to read. Well, I was going to say we have some people who are like in the military and can probably do that stuff. I'd be interested to know how well it works and I be, I, yeah, what the criteria right. is for it. Yeah, if you don't have a dog or anything like that, yeah. you're just four guys trying to track down one woman that's had a 24-hour head start on you. Because that's yeah. the thing. We know the timeline. Sure. Merle let her out sometime during the day, but it was yeah. close to evening time because he mentioned his back curfew. They had the zombie fights, and then even if they left at first light, she had at least a half-day jump on them. Yeah. That's significant. Yeah. That's, you can cover a lot of, lot of, lot of ground. Anyway, um, you got anything else to talk about? Uh, Idiot Survivor of the Week goes to Glenn. Really? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. You can't let Merle get that close to you.
1: Yeah. You know know what this dude is capable of.
0: Yeah. I kind of like it in – well, I'll just say that for feedback because someone put a a nice message in that, and I don't want to step on their toes. All right. Uh, It didn't come up with the zombie kill of the week because you canceled out the uh, guts. That wasn't actually a kill. I think that zombie eventually died. No <laughs> seriously, like, it had to have right for her yeah, to get away. Yeah, she had to kill it. Yeah. So all right, we'll give it to him. Yeah, because I think you, you they looked over the body and the the zombie was dead. Yeah. So she killed him. That was just the the first blow. Yeah, she just wanted to get a little dirty before she did. <laughs> right. Ugh. Ready for feedback? Yeah, definitely. Can, can we pause it so I can re the up? We can. And we're ready for the feedback section. Uh, got a couple of old emails uh, from the previous episode, I should say. Ed Gree says, I know you guys are busy, but is there any plans in covering a new show like Homeland, Sons of Anarchy, Revolution, or Boardwalk Empire? You know you're the first person to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we addressed that. But yeah. the, the basic to- thing is I would love – and I do cover Homeland and Boardwalk Empire on Facebook. I, I, I create a yeah, thread yeah. every week to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time. Um, it takes me basically three weeknights to do this. Yeah. You know, so after we, work. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know, we it's not just watching the show and doing the podcast, which there's two and a half hours there. We watch the show again at least once, usually another time. So there's another two hours. It takes me, especially the current volumes we're getting, two and a half <laughs> to three hours to just to process the email, yep. respond to the ones we're not going to read put on the, you know, format and edit for content and then, you know, to take notes. So we've got quite a bit of time invested and then we've got to do the editing after we do the thing and posting, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's basically from, from six to 10 to, on tonight. So there's another four hours. I'd say we, it's, it's eight to 10 hours a week. We probably put in the show. Surprisingly. Yeah. And you I don't know, think about it cause it's fun, but yeah. Another one would be – that would kill all of my time. And we did – like, last year we found out, like, where the breaking point was for us. Oh, yeah. Like, we can do two podcasts, even three a week for brief bursts. Mm. And the problem with a lot of these shows is they overlap. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to start doing a particular show – um, but it, you know, it starts up four weeks into another one's run. So there's going to be sometimes where I'm going to be doing two and three podcasts a week. And that's just really tough to mm-hmm. balance that with having, you know, a, a healthy life with your friends and family. So if we can figure out how to do this as a full-time gig, watch out. <laughs> yeah. We probably do five shows a week, but yeah. until that day comes, uh, you're going to have to get by with uh, our Facebook threads on the shows that you like. Uh, I don't watch Revolution. I've got them all taped. I'll probably watch them later on. I watched the premiere. It was meh. Me, me. <laughs> well, I've heard it's gotten better, and it's it qualifies as a hit on the NBC standards. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's a lot of people watching it. Uh, Sons oh. of Anarchy I, I'll probably watch later, but I was by the time I got interested in it, it was too far along in its run yeah. to start. Um. So it's kind of like The Shield. I need to get to that one of these days, too. Yeah, well, there are just a lot of shows I don't have time to watch. I'm trying to get to Homeland when I can. Need, yeah, Homeland. I See, that's the thing. Like, I I feel like if Jim and I were synced up this season, mm-hmm. we talked about doing a 15 to 30-minute cast each week where we just talk about the others. We don't do feedback. We don't do we don't a recap. Do a recap. Yeah, we, we just talk, just about, the talk about the issues and like you know the the larger themes and stuff, and you know try to do like a real critical podcast. Um, alas, we just haven't had the time. So yeah. um, we do take. And I, I, I feel like our slate right now is probably foolish. We might be able to add another show if if the right one came along. And obviously you know breaking bad retires um it's true we'll have a we'll have an opening in our show slot yeah only eight more episodes of that and we do have periods in between shows right the last couple times we've had about a month or two weeks or so between shows yeah we might be able to get around to doing either back catalogs or something but it's just a i mean we'd love to do more honestly god we'd love to do more it's just hard to keep up with what we got and that's the other thing is we're very proud of the fact that we've never missed a podcast yeah and we've never been like, fuck it. <laughs> and <laughs> uh-huh. we try very hard to make sure we don't put ourselves in a position where we would have to do either one of those things. Definitely. So, but thanks for, uh, thanks, thanks for thinking of us or, and wanting more. Uh, Jameson says, I've been listening to you guys long, so you may have covered this, but why is it in the zombie fucking apocalypse? No one in this show has said the word zombie. That's a thing with yep. the walking dead. That's that's a deliberate thing and, and uh the way Kirkland um oh Jesus is the name it's Kirkman. Kirkman. The way yeah. Kirkman has said it is that in his universe, zombie the zombie genre doesn't exist. There are no T V shows, no movies, yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's not a genre it's not like Shaun of the Dead where it's you know people are genre aware of it and they even kind of like lampshade that. But this is mm-hmm. just a pure, you know, pretend like I don't know. Zombies didn't exist. <laughs> What's funny is in yeah. early comic book episodes, cause I just reread all the comics and early comics. They fucked that up. Oh, did he, they? Yeah. And like, you know, like past issue 20, you never hear the Z word referred to, huh. but there is one that was like super zombie heavy. Interesting. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sheila Michigan says, uh, first thought, Oh gosh, this is going to be right up your alley and I'm going to take issue with it. Oh boy. Uh, Woodbury is generally a bad idea, not because of the governor or captive walkers, which don't help, but since people can still die in the zombie apocalypse in unremarkable ways, the threat of an internal zombie breakout always looms. With so many people living there, it's conceivable huh. that someone could pass away and sleep in the middle of the night and turn. Then that new walker will creep up ninja-style, as they're apt to on the show, and tear off a chunk of another slumbering Woodburyite. Before yep. you know it, the town is overrun. No! Bullshit! Yeah. This isn't like some South Park episode where... Oh, sure it is. Step one, someone gets spit. Step two, someone else gets spit. <laughs> question mark question mark question mark zombies it's like there's no <laughs> way two zombies can over that's my biggest oh yeah you that's catch the, them when the everybody's stupidest on the pod. zombie trope the fact that like a trained battalion of marines can drag one wounded comrade back and he goes psycho and starts biting over. everybody and then a whole base is overrun. bullshit oh yeah that's exactly how it happens no man. every no time fucking way <laughs> I know you feel. Do you really think that, or is that just because you're a zombie fan? Uh, I'll be honest. It's mostly because I'm a zombie fan. I've, I think zombies I'm are slowly coming around to your way of thinking. Like the zombies, I don't think they could ever take over the world unless they were fast style zombies. Maybe, mm-hmm. like if if you turn on like like a twenty eight days later scenario where you turned almost instantaneously and you mm-hmm. were super fast. But like Walking Dead style walkers, I just don't, I don't, well, I don't with, see it. With Walking Dead, you've got to consider that like she or he. I, am sorry, I didn't catch. She'll I know that could be either way. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that person is saying, uh, people can die from natural causes. So you think about all the people around the world who die every day. Those people coming back as zombies. Who if knows said, where they are? If you said a single family could get wiped out in the blink of an eye, I'll buy that. <laughs> sure. But especially in. But how many people die in Atlanta every day? I'm sure it's hundreds every day. So you got to think, like, if it starts breaking out all over the city because people are dying of natural causes, and they're going to have to like figure out what it is. Like, they don't even understand what's happening before there are hundreds and hundreds of zombies running around the city. Yeah. Turning people, each one of them turning more people. But they're just people. They can't batter down secure walls (laughs) fair enough they 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 are going to drop like flies to concentrated fire yeah you know but okay hospitals right hospitals totally done every hospital in the country by the way that's that's a true of any outbreak yeah yeah like if you have a genuine if we have a genuine black plague type (laughs) scenario not the hospitals and city centers are going to be fucking death traps yeah okay i buy that i'm just saying that in a a extinction event because of this shit yeah yeah, okay or fair enough or if a single zombie gets out in a compound like woodbury where people are zombie aware no fucking way no fucking way. That's probably true, yeah. They're going to be met with lethal force the second they zon- they start, you know, tear assing out of the house where they originated at. Yeah. It's not going to take over the whole city. All right. So I got that off my chest. I'm Sorry, I disagree <laughs> with you, Shield. Jake from Tallahassee said, uh, hey, uh, I was fixing to download your episode 304, four five for work tomorrow when I noticed a logo. Almost everyone in it is dead. <laughs> Have you guys considered a new Watch and Dead logo design? I, well, we thought about just putting X's over, yeah, the yeah. Because it's i think there's ten people on it. Five of them are dead, and we're going to quit podcasting once they all die. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I, I think it would actually be funny to put the X's over them. I, I think it'd do be that. Cool. But yeah. I mean, as far as like coming up with a whole new logo, that sounds like it takes time. Uh, it would take a good four or five hours. Really? Yeah. Uh you're telling me to time. do it, aren't you? No, I don't care. <laughs> I like the logo, and I I would I think the X's would be pretty cool. Yeah, or if you like, gave him the zombie treatment. Oh, there you go. You that would take a lot that. longer. Yeah, though. but you love doing that. I do. Like, you did, yeah. did that. You've been doing that semi-professionally for ten years. <laughs> that's true. Just zombies though. He just likes to Photoshop his friends as zombies. Yeah. So. Or I Photoshop their pants off. <laughs> but that's another matter entirely. Yeah. All right. Let's. uh... Keep moving I mean he's so good at photoshop The pants fly off He doesn't photoshop the pants <laughs> off He literally photoshops her pants off Nice Matt Green said If Michonne and Daryl had a baby It'd come out Chuck Norris <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it would Do you uh, know he's 72 years old It's amazing That's right insane He's a fucking grandpa In every sense of the word He's a Highlander is what he is <laughs> Yeah And you know the thing is This is how badass Chuck Norris is He's a fucking He's a, he's a ginger And no one gives him shit about it No Hell mm. no no one has ever said that and not died. Maybe that's it. Everyone that says it dies. It's a natural selection. <laughs> there thing. you go. So it'd be interesting to see how Daryl and Michonne could have a ginger baby, mm, but yeah. maybe it comes out a a, a, a toffee colored, dark haired Chuck Norris. Fair enough. <laughs> Still got the granite beard. Yeah, Looks it's just you know, like some him. some babies are born with hair. This would be born with full facial hair. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Amanda D. said, a couple weeks ago, I wrote in to mention plot que- clues in the opening credits. Uh, this is a great email. She's mentioned about yeah. all the different imagery between the on the credit sequence, Laurie. the bullets, and tombstones. Yeah. Uh, so far, the death of Lori, the worm and the bullet, turned out to be true. Sh- shockingly true. Spint shell and all. Yeah. Also, all of Sophia-, Sophia memorabilia displayed behind Chandler Riggs named Carl. She's taking that as a prediction that he's going to name the baby after Sophia. But well, no, he, he, cool. he mentioned it last Yeah, episode. but I mean, yeah. will that name still? Uh, I don't know. So far, it's just Ass Kicker. However, little Ass Kicker. Get it yeah. straight. <laughs> However, I want to point out a mistake I made when I wrote in last time. It's Lori Cohen's, uh, in parentheses, Maggie's name that appears over the graveyard, not Lori Holden's, Andrea. <laughs> it turns out Andrea's name just flickers for a moment after Sarah Wayne Ka- Calais. Calais. Yeah. Uh, who's Lori in the same frame as the worm and the spent bullet. I have to assume that means Andrew's dead and pretty soon. Maybe mid-season oh. finale? Um, you know what? I'm going to say that I think maybe that means Maggie's going to die and that Andrew's going to be fine. Well, so Maggie's certainly take, in trouble. Yeah, else, I mean, so. her and Glenn are, especially with this show's newfound balls, Yeah, I am very, very scared for what is going to happen to these people. For sure. I mean, anytime you get kidnapped by a rival group that seems to dislike outsiders and has designs on how well set up you are, that's going to alarm bells. But maybe not Glenn. good thing. And I, yeah, plus my prediction. I predicted both of them 100% sure wouldn't survive, and there's I can't be that right about everything. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there's the other <laughs> can't law, be that law right. of the universe. Uh, Brian S. says... Uh, okay, this is the good one about psychotic breaks. So I'm not claiming to be an expert. I do have a master's degree in counseling, and I have a fairly intimate understanding of many mental health disorders. Uh, Brian asks, I so you're believe an expert. you just claim to be an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of how that uh, <laughs> expertise claimship works, but uh, you, you stumbled into it. His rage, born out of grief and just the overall unspeakable horrors he's experienced, led to a psychotic break. Many things can lead to temporary psychotic breaks, such as bipolar disorder, grief, trauma, etc. He's been through all of that, including etc. Everyone who has had this whole sequence of events, uh, everyone has this whole sequence of events wrong. Tossing Glenn away was far from mean or rude. It was a man who was just about to snap and lose control of his grip on reality. Pushing away a treasured friend for his own safety. Had it been Axel or someone less important to him, he might have killed him. He was doing Glenn a solid by managing to see through the madness with one last effort because he cares about him that much. Uh, interestingly enough, Sean G., fellow listener, sent in basically the same analysis, but he did not have the same level of expertise. Oh, his credentials his weren't His credentials there, so. didn't check out, so I went to <laughs> Brian S.'s email. Fair enough. Uh, he said, also, how can no one see that the walker with the distended belly is Lori? He's hallucinating for God's sake. The writers brilliantly show a total lack of bones or any trace of Lori. The blood trail leads in the direction of the walker, and then we hear a walker making noises. Our first thought is it must be Lori as a walker. Uh-huh. Then they show us very deliberately that this walker has a distended belly, ironically, very similar in size and shape to Lori's baby bump.
1: Uh-huh. How
0: did the whole world say he ate Lori? His psyche, probably out of an attempt at self-preservation, disassociated and left Rick seeing a generic walker. His stabbing at the belly is symbolic of Rick's blaming the pregnancy for losing Lori and also probably a holdover of the anger he feels towards the whole Shane triangle. Plus, Lori said in a previous episode, Rick can't be the one to do it. She knew he couldn't handle being the one to put her down, but he is the one who put, to put her down. And she's right. His psyche isn't strong enough to do it straight up. I like that. Wow. Place. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's true, but I almost kind of want it to be true. Because that neatly... Yeah that neatly Well there's this close up shot of that walker where it looks like it might be Lori. Yeah. And I couldn't tell because I I don't know if they did too good of a job with the zombie makeup or what, but it he might be right about that. I don't think so. I mean, okay, here's the deal. The zombie that Rick killed obviously isn't Lori, but I could buy that it's him having a psychotic break and that and and so basically what we're saying is um no, he said Carl saying- didn't shoot his mom, as mm-hmm. we speculated, and mm-hmm. that zombie Lori drug herself over to the wall. Yeah, and then Rick came in and killed her, thinking he she was another, you know, not being able to Just deal with some it. other zombie. Yeah. yeah, I love that theory. I don't think it's right, but I I I, I, I think I it might it. be right. I think that, it might be right. I think that's a shot like, at her. S- somebody said emailed us because we couldn't believe we were more incredulous about the l- Zor lot. Zor- uh lori being eaten by a zombie i think we're pretty incredulous we're talking about how how in the hell can you eat pelvises and femurs and stuff (laughs) yeah i mean if i was sick last week i probably would have brought the show to screeching halt for 10 minutes just to go on about how i can't believe that they expect us to believe and so that makes sense that that walker is lori yeah i love like i said brian s solid theory He says, uh, continuing, one thing I can say for sure, there's no established course or presentation of mental disorders in a zombie apocalypse. We might find all (laughs) kinds of new ways a psyche can bend and break. If this sort of temporary break of sanity is common in the real world, why isn't it possible that it happens to Rick in a zombie apocalypse? He's been so strong and pushed headlong into so much, it's a shock that this is only just happening now. Love it. And that is my new meme on this show. Everything's going to be a psychic break. Yeah. Any unexplained bullshit? Psychotic break. (laughs) Maybe Lori was having psychotic breaks with dis- Carl Andrew And Andrew decided she loved the zombie fights? Psychotic break. <laughs> Getting in bed with the enough. governor? Obviously, psychotic break. Hmm. Uh, on the new stuff, or you got anything else to mention on that? Nope. Solid email, Brian. Uh, Tricia DB says, thank goodness Daryl found Carol, and now he has even more women swimming for him. <laughs> Teens, check. College girls, check. New mothers, check. The cougar demographic, check. <laughs> and last but not least, real babby. After seeing the freaky baby on Twilight living in the Uncanny Valley, a real live baby was a relief. Yes, Trisha, that was a hideous, hideous CGI baby in Twilight, <laughs> and I will say no more. I, d- I survived. What are you the talking about? The newest Twilight. You- oh Jesus. Yeah. don't talk to me about this. All right, I'm moving on. I'm just not just, until it's on riff tracks. I'm agreeing with Trisha. That was a that I cannot wait to hear what the boys say about this goddamn baby. Um. It, oh, God. It's like... <laughs> Don't do it. It's like they mixed up the model for Gollum and a baby, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, shit, we rendered it. It's too late to fix. <laughs> Keep going. It's not like the special effects in this movie work at all. Uh, Noel Obano said, does anyone else not really scared of the governor anymore, or the governator? was more disturbed by his pastiness on displays. he took the cookies out of Andrew's cookie jar than anything else. <laughs> the captain not having the governor's body. No, no. No, nah, mm-hmm. she wants him to put some more time in the gin. Get some spray tan. He is in Georgia for God's sakes. Yeah, he should have a tan. Why least. is he that pasty? Uh still got sunblock in the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, you spend all your time in a room full of zombie heads. That's true. Brushing your daughter's hair. Yeah, with the incense going in the, the Yeah, you're not getting much sunlight. Pulled. Hope he's taking vitamin D supplements. <laughs> I'm not sure sh- – he's taking vitamin A. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the writers think want us to think of the governor. He looks like he stepped out of uh, from behind the desk job at a 9-to-5 a job. Maybe that's intentional. He was a lot more imposing in his debut episode. On the other hand, I'm very terrified of Merle. He's a loose cannon and loyal to no one but himself. For those of you that played the card game Bang, Merle is the ultimate uh. renegade. <laughs> Board game shout-out. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I like Bang particularly because you can say you get to bang people. <laughs> I th- I, okay. Uh, I, I think banged Jim th- on more than one occasion. They're just not showing the governor's crazy anymore. They're kind of letting it uh, lay a little dormant. Guaranteed it will come back. No, and I I love, guarantee, yeah. I love what they're doing because we know he's crazy. Oh, yeah. We've seen you know the daughter. We've seen the fish tank full of heads. We've seen the National Guard massacre. But Andrea doesn't. Yeah. And So it's building tension. It's like, yes, when is this finally yes. going to come crashing down? Yes, yes. Uh, and how far into this society is she going to get before it does? Yes. Uh, Natalie T. says, I like how Daryl has talked about how it sucked that his mother's death is hard because she just disappeared. There's no tangible evidence of a dead body. And it made me understand why he was so frustrated that Carol's missing this. He thought it happened again. No body, but still dead. Mm. I like that take. Eric T. said, come on, if you tell someone not another step and they keep walking towards you, <laughs> you just you. fucking shoot them already. Thank you. Love the car at the happy stick Family uh, figure family. And what <laughs> was that possum on Carl's plate? And was that possum on Carl's plate? I didn't. Man, possum super observant li- uh, viewer here. Wow. Well, but, I mean, it makes sense. He so shot the possum. How would it be recognizably possum? though? I, don't know. I mean, after you clean then you skin it and you gut it, yeah. How can you tell any rodent or possum or beaver or anything? I think he was joking. Oh, I think he was making a joke. Sorry, I'm not. I'm <laughs> I not, don't think he's ultra. I'm not myself tonight and able to identify meat on sight. Um. He also says, "I think Andrea's crazy phone is surgically implanted in her head, and it just never hangs up." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Andrew Hates come back in full force for this episode. Apparently. Philip Z said, I'm going to make an official prediction that next week, when Michonne finally meets Daryl, A, will be pointing or drawing a weapon at her, and B, his first words to her will be something along the lines of, God, you reek, from the zombie guts, or something <laughs> equally rude to which you will respond in kind. Do you think Daryl's going to inherit his brother's gift of uh, making an impression on the newcomers? I think he already has, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he... He likes to do that, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a little bit of an attitude. He likes to tweak people. Yeah. He's a ne'er-do-well. Sure. Unless he's got a baby cradled in his arms or a great. A, a, a baby or a zombie apocalypse hot MILF. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Ruben L. from Boston. Oh, you know what? I actually um, assembled this email when I was in a better frame of mind. It's. Uh, and he sends a nice email, and he also expresses uh, he's a Patriots fan. He, he wished me well about the, their. Brutal ass kicking they gave to my Colts this weekend, and uh, I can't talk about that. Did he mention I can't anything talk about, the about walking that dead? Ruben L from Boston? No, he didn't. So I need to. I oh, gonna, you don't want to gonna... talk about that? Are you having a psychotic break? I am having a psychotic break. <laughs> I was going to give myself sixty seconds to talk about you know the state of the Colts because people keep baiting me in feedback, and oh, I keep dang. on not having time. But I, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm too sick. I swore I was like this is the first fucking Patriots game in ten years. I'm going to look forward to because I don't. We we got a reasonable chance of winning. And there's no expectation to do so. Hmm. And then by the fucking 15 minutes into the game, I'm like, no, dude, we're totally going to win. We're totally going to. No, no, we got eviscerated. So So you gave yourself the 60 seconds anyway. But congrats for being like (laughs) one of the probably 10 classy Boston fans. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Tommy A says, in this episode, I feel like The Walking Dead put his big boy pants on. Every single scene had me on the edge of my seat. I felt like Merle was the key to some of these groups clashing together, and it's finally happening. He's absolutely insane. An official prediction, Daryl kills him in the second half of the season. Best yeah. episode ever. Better than a pilot? Yeah, I said it, Tom. What? That's insane. Tom, you're crazy. Tommy A, come on now. Bring it back. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. And since <laughs> this whole season, they've been wearing the big boy pants. I mean, it has been nonstop big boy pants. Yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. They've really stepped up their game this season. They really have. So this was, in In my opinion, uh, a middle-of-the-road episode in an otherwise awesome season. Now, do you think this episode is going to be one we feel differently about down the line? Or, you know, kind of like first episode of of Breaking Bad? Because I just feel like some of this stuff is just bad. Well, I don't think any of it was actually bad. I just don't think it did a whole lot. I mean, it didn't really set anything up, as far as I can tell. I mean, we'll find out in the next couple episodes, but... It didn't seem to push the story forward that much, you know. Like, okay, Maggie gets captured. Yeah. That's about it, you know. But you know, for I guess Rick's back on board. With it's kind of like they tried alive. to half-ass a fishbowl episode. Like, what if they take took this and took 40 intense minutes of Rick having a psychotic breakdown? <laughs> And, That's like, they just, they just stayed in the boiler room, and various survivors tried to talk him off his cliff, and is this him working through that. That would be kind of cool, right? Or am I just, am I... You're, so you're talking about, my like... My feverish over here. D- taking a Breaking Bad route with, like, the fly. Yeah. Like, just stick Rick in a room and let him act the pants off of himself. Yes. And see what happens. Have him Photoshop his pants off. <laughs> And see what happens. Like, I kind of think that'd be cool. It might be interesting to do some more kind of experimental stuff like that. Because that's, but like, then that's, again, it, it could just totally ruin it for all the the people who like what they've that's been true. doing. You know? That's true. They've set a tone that they need to kind of follow. I just think that would be something. I mean, it's not immediately obvious that Breaking Bad could pull that off. That's true. Just yeah. have a single episode where just Walt and the tension of whether he's going to, he's going he's going to tell Jesse – yeah. About, you know, his, his, things his, that happen. Yeah, because so I'm it's trying not to spoil, not to spoil an awesome show. Uh-huh. But you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. that would have been an, an interesting direction to take it. Yeah. I but just you're don't... right. There have probably been a lot of people that would just mutiny over that. Yeah. <sighs> Michelle K. said, God, I'm starting to hate this show. Or more specifically, the writers or producers for ruining an awesomely bad- badass, strong, self-confident, self-aware, intelligent, resourceful character from the comics. Andrew is now deteriorating into Bella Swan territory. I mean, WTF. So the governor has a nice oh, garden man. and some kick-ass WWE. Fighting action going on, so she submits to intercourse, quote Yes, thank you. Yes. With him after, what, a few days? Comics Andrea would have never fallen for the governor's slick act. It's so inconsistent with her character. It's hard to believe Robert Kirkman, who so brilliantly conceived of the story in comics in the first place, rubber this b- bullshit gleefully so he can cut a check each week. <laughs> that is... That's a lot of hate. Yeah. And I still think... I don't know what to say to this, because I don't know that Andrea, with what she knows, yeah. is... I, I can't fault her for what she's doing. And also... Yeah, and she's been on the run for eight months, and when they got there, she was on her deathbed. She yeah. was super sick. She's found this oasis that I could just see her staying in. Why wouldn't she stay here? Right. It seems like the perfect place to stay. Right. No, and another thing is, it's not like Kirkman does has delivered 104 Flawless Issues of The Walking Dead, too. Oh no! There's been, and what's really interesting to me is, as I was reading through, I actually um, read the letters column, uh-huh. and he gets like some of his readers get pugilistic with him, and he like responds and you know like calls him out, and you know I I mean at the death of every major character, there's this outpouring of you fucking asshole, you're a dick, <laughs> you're just doing this to, you're just doing this for you know the sake of doing it and all that and. <laughs> So it's not all been roses and sunshine over there. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, the counterpoint to Michelle is Emma said, "I love this episode. I really want to focus on the sick feeling I have in my stomach right now concerning the fan base's reaction." To Andrea, as if everyone wouldn't fuck the governor. He's a nice. I would not, for the <laughs> record. I would not. What's your price to fuck the governor? Is what I want to know. Uh, He's a nice looking man. At least man. one bottle of scotch. He's a nice looking man. Whistle pig. Sure. He's a nice-looking man who appears to be very well put together, even if you're not starved for sex, unless something awesome was happening with Michonne. She hasn't had sex for almost a year. It's never a bad idea to be fucking the guy with access to Good Hooch. There you go. There you go. Says I think it that all. might Just be a little bit up. on the other side, like, the guy's got Good Hooch, fucking woo! But a little <laughs> spring breaky on that take there, Emma. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not trying to judge, but, you know, somewhere yeah. between Michelle K and Emma, there's probably a happy... Admiration or or lack of condemnation to andrew Woodbury is the Cancun of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um Adam McInn says, "So do you remember that Randall guy? What's the deal with him? Do you think he'll be mentioned again, or do you think it will just be a drop plot line? That nah, drop plot line. I feel like he's got to be with the Woodbury group, right? I mean, that's weird Yeah, we're never going to I, solve. I that don't mystery. think they're going to address it. I mean, this they could easily." When they finally get these groups together, Rick could have, like, a tense scene where it's like, you sent that Randall guy, didn't you? <laughs> Those guys from Nebraska were up to no good. Damn yes. you, Liam Neeson. <laughs> um, didn't send any of them. Anyway. Uh, Max C. said, why didn't Rick just use Star 69? I thought it was question. because it was a rotary phone. You're saying it was a touch tone I think it's because there was no dial tone. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a psychotic break. But yeah. – yeah, you're right. Why didn't he try it? Um, I thought it was touch tone, but a uh, friend of the show, Rachel from Indianapolis, said during the spoilers from last cast, I thought I heard Aarón say Andrew, i.e., Andrew Lincoln, went to the governor to make sweet love. <laughs> now that would be something. There's <laughs> a holy shit moment till I realized Aarón said and Andrew, not Andrew. <laughs> that would be something. That would be unexpected, certainly. James R. said, how much time took place between when Michonne left Woodbury and Merle and the gang with the follower? You'd think that if they just wanted her dead, they'd wait until Andrew was away from the wall and immediately fall in the woods and kill her. You'd yes, think so. you'd think that. As a, I mean, something that they explained why they wanted her dead. I speculate that it's probably because they don't want anyone to know that they're there unless they're with them. Exactly. You know? Because yeah. they don't want anyone to do to them what they obviously do to other people. Yep. How Um, big is this town, by the way? This Woodbury looks huge. It does. Like it looks hundred, like a hundred ish acres. No, a hundred ish people. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the town itself. Wait, it it, looks like it's pretty small. Population count. What did they say it was? I thought it was in the 70s. But yeah, you're um, right. But it seems like there's way more people, like at the zombie fight and. Well, the zombie fight, there were, like, thousands, right? <laughs> it was huge. No, man. It wasn't like, no? A, no, it wasn't like a stadium. It, I thought they showed an overhead shot of it, and it was a stadium. Oh, uh, if they did, Maybe that's, not. like, a I could be really bad continuity error. Uh, how did Merle come across Maggie and Glenn? Didn't he kill Neil so that he wouldn't have to follow Michonne into the red zone of walkers? If Michonne was at the same spot as Maggie and Glenn, didn't he do exactly that? Why this is his reasoning for bringing them back to Woodbury? Uh, so my thought is he mentioned to Neil that they needed to go jack a car and get on back. So I think he ventured into the nearest town, which might've been on the outskirts of the red zone, just to find a car and get the hell out of there. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. Um, also that's kind of foreshadowing. So if they've established a, like a green zone a relatively Walker free area that would explain why, um, you know, Maggie kind of, Uh, mentioned the fact that they it's 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 nice that there's no zombies moaning around here yeah so um anyway he said the final scene of michonne at the fence with a basket of baby formula was killer i wonder if rick is thinking can anyone else see this chick with the sword and the MFL? or am i still hallucinating (laughs) (laughs) infamil i mean yeah that's a good point like is this real Mm -hmm. i just imagined i just imagined up my dead wife on the phone yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's a good point. It's kind of like that, you know, beautiful mind moment where at the end of the movie he's like asking ah. all the students, "Is can you see this fellow?" Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Julia W said, "Where's Carol?" I think that she's in a different area of the prison because she got lost making a run for it. It turns out that there, she thinks that there's more prisoners and she's being held. Why else did she stay what? away? And why was she so weak? Let's hope that she wasn't being abused, but more than likely. Dot dot dot. She's suggesting that there's other pockets of prisoners in this prison. No no alive. no. It's it's been a very long time, hasn't it? Maybe a couple of weeks. But she goes. The reason for this prediction is because when Daryl pulls out the knife, the blood is still very red and didn't look. And the zombie didn't look very wasted away. That's a good point. I noticed the same thing when he pulled the. Like I don't think her theory is correct. But it did okay. seem like a continuity error when they pulled that out and there's like a bright let red blood on the blade well, we, spurting out. We know it's been at least a day, right? Because that's the timeline in Woodbury. And I don't assume that they're jumping around in time at going least a day back from and from what? At least a day from when Carol disappeared.
1: Because oh. she disappeared
0: before yes. Michonne left. Yes, yes. It's been probably a day, maybe two. So that's probably why she was so weak. She's been on the run. Yeah, I, I get that, A's. but what do you think about the... The red blood? Yeah, it's just a, just a, a gaffe uh, on Nick Nickelodeon's yeah. part. I don't know. I thought all zombie blood has been black so far. These zombies have been dead a long time. Yeah, that, I, I don't know what to make of that. D from California says, uh, I know this is a Mad Men of Breaking Bad, but do you think there's any significance between Andrew's blouse with the number five written on it in the show? <laughs> I'm hoping she's the fifth to die, or maybe she's the fifth to die this season. Uh, we talked about that. I, yeah. I don't think so. So um, I was just reading that to give you a shout-out there, D. Alex F., I was really digging the governor, and now I think these days are coming to an end. I'll defend the guy for the most part. sure he's kind of crazy with the notebook, his zombie daughter, and the wall of heads. But honestly, who wouldn't be a little off after going through the apocalypse? Psychotic break, man. Despite all that, he seems to have built a real sustainable community here in Woodbury, exactly the kind of starting point you'd probably need for human society to make a permanent comeback. His ruthlessness in dealing with anybody who might threaten his power is problematic, but having that kind of ambiguity is good. In fact, I'd love to see a show that the governor as the main character. He'd be a great AMC antihero and would certainly fit in much better with Don Draper and Walter White than Rick does. But alas, now it appears we're headed for a confrontation between Team Governor and Team Dictatorship. I have to assume that the governor will be more and more unambiguously evil and the population of Woodbury will turn out to be mostly crazy with a cult-like devotion to their leader. And that's a shame because he's been an interesting character so far, and I'm way more on his side than I think the show intends me to be. So he brings up a good point here. Do you want to see the governor try to justify what he's doing? Do you think there would be any effect to that? I think he has been justifying it fairly well. And honestly, I do. I agree. I like the portrayal that they're doing here on a TV show. Well, I mean, like, justify, like, people find out what he's actually been up to, and then him having to justify that. You think they could? I think they could make a pretty good scene out of him. You know, I got this this theory that he is like he started off as a pretty good leader and doing good things, but now Mm -hmm. he, since Penny died, is more or less had his own psychotic break. And Mm -hmm. he sits in his office and he just brushes her hair and makes hash marks when people think he's planning and doing all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but he's just turned into a pirate king. Basically, Mm -hmm. he's raping and pillaging the countryside and. So you don't uh, think there is a method to his madness? I think, think he's just, just crazy. Madness. That's what, I mean, you did notice he's sitting there making more ticks in his notebook when Andrew first walks in on it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's just sitting there just that. making hash, 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 wow. hash. Still. Okay, he's definitely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no Which is interesting, there. the second time I saw that, the first time I was kind of scoffing. I was like, well, that's kind of like, you know, the Diet Coke of crazy. Mm-hmm. But the second time you saw him doing it, and he's just in there with this, like, just calm, completely detached look on his face. It's like, okay, that's a little chilling. Yeah. Nice. Tyler Walt, Walt says, one of the themes I noticed in this episode was that the characters are dealing with people they've known uh, that have died or that they've killed. I know it's unusually an ongoing theme, but is made very prominent in this episode. Rick's imaginary phone calls forcing him to confront his demons about the people he's killed. The people he lets die and coping with Laurie's death. Carol and Daryl. Carl and Daryl's mutual disappearing mothers. The governor is still obviously batshit insane, the root of what seems to be his refusal to accept that his daughter is dead. Um, and he mentions that putting more strokes in the notebook, it seems like it's more meticulous than main, uh, maniac about it. Or manic. Andrea and the girl who can't shoot a bow worth a damn, talking about having to kill their own relatives. I do like the angle that Alex has about the cult-like devotion, because I wanted to mention that in the recap, and I forgot to. But that Bow girl, the very first thing out of words, words out of her mouth were, I'd do anything for the governor. Yeah. Which, you know, does A that— very Jim Jones-esque sort of feel to it. We've seen, yeah, <laughs> we've seen, like, you know, him betting down to Greeter, and now Andrea. Do you think he just, like, you know, tapped Fleming on the shoulder and— Oh, Probably. Come on up to the mansion. to That's why I thought his plan was in the first place. Uh But I don't know. As I look at the population there, it seems to be more evenly distributed. Uh Last but not least, our listener Jorge says, "Sup fellas, just want to let you, or wanted to see how you guys were digging the new Kevin Costner, Daryl rescuing Whitney Houston, Carol from the paparazzi zombies." <laughs> what is that and a reference? I Bodyguard. Jeez. <laughs> You know, I never saw that movie. Uh, how many people but are that's a still splendid listening to our rendition. podcast right now? <laughs> I think they just turned it up. It's not just Rick Grimes, baby. I do mean Whitney Houston. Oh, man. All right. Uh, that's it. We're ready for the spoilers after a brief outro, right? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. So we're part of the Bald Move Network. You can find all of our sho- shows, to shoes even. Uh, dot com, and not just the television stuff we do. No, we also have uh, the personal arrogance guys from Seattle holding it down, talking uh, video games, board games, beer, uh, movies, current events, just random bullshit, and it's funny. Football, football, you get some football talk. Some there. baseball when it's on. Uh, yeah, not so much <laughs> on the baseball, but yeah. So you can find them on uh, Baldmove. dot com. Uh, you can also follow Jim and I, Jim at Twitter. Uh, twitter.com slash bald move me at facebook.com slash bald move. We both have live threads during the episode where yeah. Jim tweets and interacts with you fans. And I do as well on Facebook. So join the fun over there. It's a, uh, it's, it's a good time. Uh, you can send us long form feedback at walking dead at, or watching dead rather at bald And, uh, as far as supporting us, not just sending us feedback and, and liking us follow us on, on Twitter, uh, but we really appreciate iTunes reviews. If you haven't already, um, please stop by and uh, throw us a few the, the, uh, throw us one our way. It uh, doesn't take very long. Just you know, click an appropriate number of stars and put some comments if you want. And that really helps us build our audience. And most of our traffic comes from iTunes, and it's amazing what a couple dozen reviews over the course of a week will do for iTunes ratings. So we thank you for doing that for us. Um, also, you can use our Amazon baldmove.com affiliate link and that way if you're buying something off amazon and you use that affiliate link for that session only and you have to keep using that if you want to keep sending money our way um that actually takes a little bit of amazon's cut it doesn't cost you anything It doesn't add your shipping or handling it just sends a little bit of love our way and we appreciate everyone that does that for us and you know, digital. You got know, Black Friday. Fuck Black Friday. Oh, Digital Monday. Do Digital Monday. And Amazon's actually doing a Black a Digital Black Friday. Oh wow! Yeah, they got some awesome. They have an awesome virtual deal. doorbuster deals. They got actually a really good deal on the Homeland season yeah, one Yeah, I saw of you posted that. It's like twenty five bucks for season one. That's really good. I saw you that. Especially so, you know, all you uh, male Firefly friend or fans out there, if you ever wanted to see um oh, yeah. what's the companion's name uh anara anara if you ever want to see anara butt naked <laughs> and glorious 1080p get there, the there uh, season one homeland yep. blu-rays and the, you can <laughs> enjoy that uh that is all that i have all right tell a friend yes tell a friend tell definitely. a friend always helps phone them up call them up well that's it for the non-spoiler section of the podcast this week We don't have any hard-hitting brutal spoilers. Um, The other thing is when I do the hard-hitting brutal spoilers, I always do them as the last spoiler segment. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, okay, we're ready to do the No Shit Super Spoilers. The, the real so spoilers. if you're, like, a comic fan and you usually listen to our spoilers, but you, that scares you off, just know that we're, from this point forward, always going to do that format where we – if we have the high-wadded spoilers, they're the last thing we do in a spoiler But then it becomes, sure. how long do I wait before – I always give them fair notice. Yeah, but I feel like the music is a better cutoff. Well, sure. If you want to be safe. Because <laughs> you could lose track but of if the you conversation live a little and bit. join up back in the middle of a spoiler. Yeah, right. Be like, oh, shit. Yeah, or that one. But with list- the music, it kind of says, "Hey, we're right." Close or like the one listener on uh, Breaking Bad, he's a listener a podcast, fell asleep. Oh no! So, so thanks for thanks. Th- 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 I, I, that's a really sterling in- um, endorsement of our content. Dude <laughs> right. fell asleep. Our outro woke him up, and he's kind of like, <laughs> "What? What's going on?" And then we immediately launched into these like fully loaded spoilers. <laughs> he's, I picture him fumbling around for the phone in the dark. Yeah, right? Turn it off! Turn it off! It's like you know Marty McFly waking him up with uh, <laughs> the Vader. Mail. Um, yeah. he's melting my brain. All right, so we're All ready right. for spoilers. We need to stop this shit. Yeah, we do. All right, play that's... the music and get to the spoilers because I'm about to pass that's out. That's it for this week's episode. As always, until next time, I'm Jim, and I hope I survive the next week. I'm Aaron. back with the spoiler section go ahead and run the preview for next week
1: on the next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead how about my baby brother you can't tell me he's alive and then hold off on where he is no their people may come for him no oh, this guy calls himself the governor for a longer look at the next episode of
0: AMC. so daryl's obviously going to go after like michonne's going to bust in say hey daryl they've got maggie daryl's the one who walks in that room with that knife right and he has to fight merle i don't know i don't know i know that daryl is totally owning his crouching badass or his crouching redneck role
1: I feel he's, like he's these, just like I feel yeah. like he
0: he met with like a combat specialist or something, and they're like, you know, you really should put your forearm up and then get the knife like this and crouch, <laughs> kind of crouch. Yeah, it's unbeatable. No, no, technique. no, no, no. I refuse to believe that Norman Reedus takes advice from anyone on how to be a badass. Yeah, he he just slid I, out the canal. Yeah, fully formed as a badass. All right, yeah. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, are, I feel like these previews do nothing. No, for our I mean podcasts. obviously. So obviously, I want to know the people who listen to spoilers. Do you like these re- these Uh, previews for next week because you can't see them and then we talk about stuff you didn't see. Yeah, but they've seen it. I mean, they can watch along with us if they want and we describe it. I mean, so, it's like, the what I got from this is that Glenn and Maggie, Maggie are going to be interrogated. Yes, obviously. Now, I'm going to let the listeners say it all later on, but I, that very much concerns me. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing what I know about the, the, the prison plotline in, in the, the comic books, which we've talked about at length in, in the spoiler section. Yeah. I want to raise an issue with the show. This Poindexter guy mm-hmm. is doing these zombie experiments. Do you think he's a fraud? I have no reason to believe that. Like, there's this comic. So, so, like, I was reading. I finished up the Walking Dead run last mm-hmm. last week, and I was reading, and in, in pretty long, far into the series, they find the survivor who claims to be um, a military scientist mm-hmm. that is was was in contact with Washington D.C. Um, and he lost contact, and he he fooled a bunch of survivors into protecting him and escorting him to Washington D.C. Um, because they thought he had a cure and he used, he was a, like a, sci, a high school science teacher uh-huh. and he knew a lot, you know, enough to kind of impress like the average Joe and maybe thinking that he's like this advanced scientist and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just wonder if they're incorporating some of that in his poindexter thing, because he's always talking about these fucking crazy zombie experiments, but he's like, what is he really doing? Wrapping his he, arms in duct tape. Yeah. And, I mean, he yeah. does seem, and, and he's making, making tea. That's, that's it. his claim to fame. Yeah. And, like, if he thinks that – and, then obviously, he's gotten the attention of the governor playing on his, you know, desire to figure out what's going on with his daughter. And, you know, he's trying to get, you know, women. So. I don't know. He might be. We'll I, I just want to throw that enough. out there to some of the comics to see if he has anything in common with – I can't even remember the guy's name, man. All the all – um, all the names kind of run together, but, uh, you know, the fat freckly dude with the, uh, mullet. No, I don't know him. Yeah, I know. I'm, okay. I'm talking to, <laughs> the, I'm talking to the, the comic oh, fans right. here, Jim. Just, just in a room, happen to be in a room. <laughs> uh, Dave, the clone Marasca says, what's to say about this week's episode? I'm really not loving the way Rick's descent is being portrayed. Please don't misunderstand Andrew Lincoln, whose real last name is Clutterbuck, by the way. What? Confirm that on Wikipedia <laughs> while I read this. Fair enough. But I'm not thrilled with this turn. He's, he's, he's uh, Andrew Lincoln did an excellent job, but I'm not thrilled at this turn uh, the season seems to be taking. The phone is coming into play way too soon, coupled with the rate at which Rick is coming apart at the seams. I'm really starting to worry that we're actually going to blow through the entire prison arc almost before the midseason finale. It's true. Get the fuck. His name is Clusterfuck? Born Andrew Clusterfuck. No, Cl- Clutterbuck. <laughs> wow that's the limiest fucking name i've ever heard (laughs) oh that is so limey would burn your skin if it got on you (laughs) i love that we're seeing so much more of the governor it seems in the remix season the writers are giving us a much more introspective glimpse into what makes philip the character he is as opposed to ways introduced in the comics as a sadistic bastard who takes little no provocation to separate people from their limbs and chop up recently rescued or discovered survivors yeah, he's a fucking maniac in the pri- and and he makes no illusions about it. And He's even drawn; he's got like a greasy, stringy, pedophile <laughs> haircut. And yeah, I remember him looking way worse and, in the and yeah, combat. yeah. It's like he's dressed the same as the governor. He's got mm-hmm. the vest and all that stuff, but everything else, he's they're playing it much cooler, much more charming and and uh, mm-hmm. believable. Like, yeah, there's no fucking way Andrew getting in bed with the other guy. Andrew's getting in bed with him? Andrea <laughs> Okay, Rachel. Uh, Merle is also a nice wrinkled to the fabric of the story as his motivations are going to work on multiple levels. He wants to find his brother, which in his family is the closest we'll able to get to a noble mission. But realizing that Glenn and Crew were still roving around together is going to be what brings the governor around to setting his sights on the prison is the next extension of his empire. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, Merle and Daryl are going to be interesting, because as we yeah. found out, Daryl did not have the rosiest relationship with his brother. Nope. And even he mentioned in de- this episode, it's like, I was playing with other kids because Merle was a way I could do that. Hmm. Like, Merle just never let Daryl do anything. It was all about, like, fear and prejudice and mistrust and we're too good and, yeah. you know, that other the bullshit. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, obviously, the governor is going to want what the prisoners have. He might even want the prison itself. Certainly. That's what happens in the comic book. So, yeah, we'll, I, find, I, we'll find I it would out. be shocked if they don't follow that same storyline. Right, right. Because it, it is such a strong one. Yeah. From what I've heard, i But the thing that. is, I don't think we're going to get there in this... I, I feel like that's going to be the next half, is going to be... Yeah. We're going to introduce the characters and, you know, set them to odds as, as Lori put it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then the next season will play out that whole kind of conflict.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Uh, Carol's still alive. Um, I'm only happy for Daryl. The rest of us must suffer her hideously ugly mug and lame. I'm not, I'm no longer a woman to be found attractive. Um, abused wife haircut that she's had since before the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) She even had the same dude in the mist, which is no doubt where she was recruited by Darabont to be the controversial female survivor. She brings an element of realism to the show since she's barely zombie apocalypse hot. The only side effect is actually suffering her continued existence on the show. I I I've come to <laughs> like Carol. I don't think she's that bad. No, man. She's certainly not as zombie apocalypse hot as you're trying to make her. Uh, oh, wait, whoa, <laughs> and what, who, me? No, no, no. The, the I'm you just happen to be in the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, so you're talking to Dave. Here. Talking okay, to I'll Dave. check out. I'll check out. But I, I just don't have a problem with the character. I mean, I did in season two when she was just weeping about her daughter constantly, not doing anything to help. But I don't have a problem with her anymore. You know, I didn't, I noticed when Daryl picked her up and carried her out that she kind of looked like a slightly past her prime Aaron Gray. Uh, who's that she was the girl from like buck rogers and i think she's on silver spring she's a looker man come on man little house on the prairie buck rogers how old are you <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> i don't know why i'm thinking of that but i'm saying she reminded me of aaron gray and that's what she stuck fucking start in that's what she's known for all right i was a child of the 70s man i i don't remember her well that's because you're not You're child of the 80s that's right It's a, it's a rough cut off um all right jake from tallahassee says hey guys I guess this question would be for the spoiler section, which is why we're reading it now. What if Maggie and Michonne's storylines were switched? Maggie ends up getting tortured and eventually gets unholy revenge on Governor Neeson. Do you think it would be more effective since Maggie is a show regular? Hope to find out next Tuesday. So he's saying that in the comic, Michonne gets tortured and raped in within earshot of Rick and Glenn to kind of break them. And we've talked about this and like, you know, I thought you know, we, we'd be interesting to see if Daryl was that. But now, like, if it's Maggie, and he's like, do you think it'd be more or less of an impact since we know Maggie a lot more than we knew, know Michelle at this point? Yeah. And, uh, you know. I, I would like that because, frankly, I like the character of Maggie better. I think there's certainly more going on that we've seen. You know, we haven't seen much of Michonne other than, okay, she can handle the sword. I just, man, I just, that's poor Glenn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's another reason why it would be so good because of the way it would affect the other characters so much more than Michonne, who they don't even know yet. Well, the la- i think—the last episode of this mini season is called uh, "Made to Suffer," which oh. is the name of a prominent storyline in the Walking Dead comic, and it's going to be bad for somebody. Yeah, I don't know how far AMC is going to go, but I just buckle up, my people. It's going to get bad. Adam McInn uh, speaks to my. Uh, uh, rage and pain here. He says, no, not Maggie. No, 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 <laughs> no. He gives like a Darth Vader. No, Glenn Mazzara. Why do you know how to rip my heart out? And it hasn't even happened yet. Fuck. He says, okay, I've, I'm calm now. He's composed himself. Not really. I cannot be calm. Do you know why? Because I have an idea in my head that the governor is going to rape and torture Maggie. There's no fucking way I can handle that. Do you think that they're going to go so <laughs> far as to do this, that they would have her come back and torture the governor? So I hope so. I hope so. I hope they go balls to the wall with this plot line. The thing is, that's not Maggie's character. Like, but it could become Maggie's character if she's tortured and raped. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, but psychotic see, break anyone? I feel like that was Michonne. Like, Michonne... I don't think the average person would have that reaction. But Michonne hmm. is kind of, like, crazy in the way Rick is crazy. Okay, Like, she can be pushed and... Come up with surprising amounts of inhuman behavior back. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, a governor gets his eye gouged out <laughs> with the spoon that she had just shoved up his ass. Gets his dick nailed to and a floorboard. I mean, it, yeah, totally. That's that's <laughs> not recommended by any no. any any fecal handling practice that you would care to mention. It gets pretty dark. Yeah um okay let's move on because i think another uh, there, there's one more email about this sully from boston says just from the previews we know michonne is going to spill what she suspects of the governor's cult to rick and company again begging the question of why michonne didn't at least voice her suspicions to andrea michonne obviously knew they would try to stalk and kill her so michonne needed to get andrea to leave with her as the governor clearly would have wanted andrea alive he's not that sick yet andrea's fine leg notwithstanding i have not haven't been so revolted by a TV sex scene since the days of seeing Sipowicz's ass on NYPD Blue. Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. They made I mean, a huge deal about that. I, I think Andrea's attractive, yeah. not when she cries yeah, 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 yeah. or is angry. No, when she has morphs a into neutral. some kind of uh, chaos elemental. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, it's, it's it's an okay sex scene. I'm very curious about the interrogations to come. The movie TV trope is that our heroes never get hurt during torture, yet this is the one show where they'd have no qualms about showing bloody real torture in the real world of zombie apocalypse quote unquote Merle immediately pulls out one of Glenn's eyeballs or cuts off Glenn's nuts with his stub weapon and Glenn spills his guts on the prison locale. But maybe knowing this Glenn caves quickly, a better Glenn give them up. And the showdown takes place at the prison where Rick and company stand a chance. Woodbury seems impregnable. Speaking of which, please, zombie overlords, do not give us Andrea, uh, go, uh, Andrea Governor baby. Yuck. <laughs> um. So, how far do you think AMC will go showing torture? Uh, important to note, they got to go farther than Lost. All right? of Michonne's torture was shown off camera, so to speak. You saw the before and the after, and okay. then they, from Glenn's uh, point of view, the sounds and the screaming. Mm-hmm. But they showed in graphic detail the torture of the governor, which I thought was interesting. They shielded the. Hmm violence done to the good person but they showed in full graphic detail the um shit that happened to the governor inflicted by the the quote-unquote good person how far do you think amc can go in showing this stuff uh like i said they got to go farther than lost and lost shoved bamboo under people's fingernails (laughs) Wow! yeah uh are you talking about actually showing it like on camera yeah. stuff like car batteries the nipples are we talking that kind no, of we No, well, a you can't show a nipple on the, the guy's screen. nipple oh, well, again. okay fair enough glenn getting glenn's nipples yeah uh <laughs> i don't what about I, a power drill into the knee, a kneecap something like that i'm trying to think how much they've shown with people they've shown people getting their necks ripped out by zombies they've shown a lot of graphic stuff what about an eyeball getting pulled and gouged I c- out? yeah i could see an eyeball coming really out. yeah that seems like you're heading towards hard r like i don't think this show this show has to stay pg-13 so you got to think what could you get away with in a pg-13 movie uh well they're definitely not going to show any kind of rape scene no way they can heavily imply it they, they could heavily imply it and i think they'll heavily imply all this stuff. i think that would be worse but i think an eye could come out yeah Because my imagination can paint a pretty good picture. Oh yeah, definitely. It could be horrible. All right, so I think that's all we got for spoilers. That's it. I think there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, we're running really freaking long tonight. tonight, I don't care. It's a spoiler section. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm I'm sick (laughs) of it. Um, Real words. I'm the fools. One of yeah. I don't. I don't know. I had something really insightful I wanted to say, and I've done. Forgotten. (laughs) Let's see if you can ramble long enough to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) no that's it i'm calling it i'm pronouncing this podcast dead you're calling it yep all right at uh one hour 50 30 mark all right see you folks